So like season two, therapy. It's the official season two. So like the last two episodes of season one, Destiny was like, oh, these gotta be for season two, even though the Lord said it's gonna be eight episodes in season one. And I wrote that down, but I wasn't paying attention and I was trying to do my own thing. And tell me why the first episode of season one that I thought was the first episode, or the first episode of season two that I thought was the first episode of season two, I can't get it to upload correctly. So here we go, season two, therapy. And I told God that I didn't want to ramble. I don't want to ramble. I just want to get to the message. And what's crazy is the way that God uses the world around me to get me the message. So I was watching Beast. And if you ain't you ain't seen Beast, I'm gonna need you to see Beast. It's Idris Elba. Need I say more? Okay. But I was watching Beast. And oh, this might be spoiler alert. Uh but you still watch it. Watch it anyway. <laughs> okay, so. Holy Spirit, help me not to spoil it. Okay, so Beast. Depending on how you look at it, is either Idris Elba or the Lion. Or. The Beast. Is the power of a father's love. Boy. That's the word right there. The power, mm. the power of a father's love. Okay, so going on this tangent because so often in my life I pushed away from God. It was like, um, I go to church Sunday through Sunday. I'm on all the ministries. I do church. I do church. Church is me. I'm be church my whole life, right? And so as I got older, I realized that going to church and being a part of ministry was not the same as having a relationship with God the Father. And I realized that when life just kept happening and it was like, ah, ah, what is happening? What is this? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening right now? And so all the things started popping off and because because I am who I am, my immediate thought was, oh, snap. This is punishment for all the sh that I done did that not the Lord angry. I done made the Lord angry and he's punishing me and he's making all these things happen because he's punishing me, okay? It's just stop talking about me. I'm not talking about you, but if you feel hurt, talk to the Lord about it, all right? Cool. And so in watching Beast, it really did something for me because in watching it God was just like are you paying attention are you watching what's happening and so this movie has like God be speaking in like double triple quadruple entendres meaning like he'll say one thing or show me one thing and there'll be like 17 meanings behind the one thing he showed me so we're going to stick with the power of fatherhood or father's love for the time being so staying in this lane it's the fact that this same movie premise if it was just a regular man 
probably wouldn't be as emotional. It's the fact that everything he's going through is for his daughters. He literally fist fights a lion for his daughters. And that just, it's such a wild concept when you may not have had the best father figure growing up, if, if you didn't know him because he was non-existent, or if you didn't know him because he just wasn't that kind of dad, to see the lengths in which this man went through to save his daughters really makes you go, hmm. And when it made me go, hmm, God was like, okay, so you're my daughter. Imagine the links that I'm willing to go through for you. And I'm reminded of like, the daughters weren't the most like obedient children. You know, like it was a couple times where the dad said do something and it didn't get done and then all broke loose. And it was like, God, you won't even pay attention and being obedient and now this man got to come save you. Well, yeah, because he's the dad. That's what parents do. Parents, literally, their sole existence as parents is for the protection and well-being of their children. And it seems like such a simple concept, but just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Because it's a simple concept. Father love, super potent, super powerful, means that everything's taken care of but why is it that we don't take that and understand it in our everyday get out of bed life we know God is our father we know that God loves us we know that he has a plan that is set in place for us which we're gonna get into that in a minute we know that God has this plan we know it to be so if you don't read the Bible I would be strongly suggest you read the Bible because it's all up and through there about God's promises, his plan to prosper us and not harm us, his plan to give us hope and a future, his plan that we live life more abundantly, his plan that we're going to do greater works than Jesus. Like God's got the plan. And as a father, he is literally doing everything that he can in his power, which is unlimited to make sure that his plan comes to pass. And I don't remember in which episode. Um, it might be in the next episode. Okay, so full circle moment. When God gives a vision, it's like, look, matter of fact, I'm just going to draw it. <laughs> we get to play Pictionary. Okay. I'm going to draw two lines. Boop and boop. All right. Right here. This is the vision. Actually, I'm lying. It's one line. Ignore this up here. This is the vision. But when we look at it at the beginning, it looks crazy. But the thing about it is, is because our Father loves us so much, the vision is the victory. When God gives us a vision, he's expecting us to travel this journey 
until we get to the other side to see the victory. What does it have to do with Beast? As I was watching the movie, it was wild to me how... Okay, obviously I know it's a movie. I know somebody wrote the plot, but stay with me here. It was wild to me how he kept getting put in situations that he slick knew like how to navigate. So at one point his friend gets hurt. He's a whole doctor. So he's literally mentally equipped with the know-how to keep his friend alive. At another point, somebody else gets hurt. And because he has the knowledge based on the things that he's gone through, he's able to use that knowledge, pull it up and say, oh, in this situation, I know exactly what needs to be done because I've been trained for this. I'm equipped for this. I have the knowledge to go through and be successful in this. I am confident in my ability to be successful because I know that I know this. But what happens with many of us is we look at our circumstances as happening to us. We don't see our circumstances as happening for us. We don't see what's going on in our world as things that are shaping and molding us for the next level. We don't see that when we get started on this journey, we're going to have to go through some things before we're gonna see the victory in it. Because what happens is the enemy is like, yo, God said that you was going to launch this podcast, but you know you're actually not qualified to launch this podcast. So what makes you think he's actually going to make you successful at this podcast? And so then you start going down this slippery slope of like making excuses for why you shouldn't do the thing that God told you to do. But then you start to take the journey, hopefully. If you get rooted, it's going to help you take the journey. Just shameless plug when it drops i'll let you know because you need to be plugged in you need to get tapped in okay but anywho along this journey we start here on this side perspective over here it's just a vision let's say that god said you're gonna own an island that's the vision you literally you sit down one day and you're like god speak to me lord what do you want for my life and god is like i want you to own an island Immediately, you can be like, what? First of all, who got money for an island? Second of all, where am I going to find the island? Third of all, what do I need with an entire island? And then, you know, your human brain is going to start, like, asking questions and, like, doing all the things. But you're still right here. God didn't say you were going to own the island tomorrow. God just said you're going to own an island. And what we should do is trust the creator because God wrote the story of how you're going to own this island. He wrote the plot. He's the greatest writer, director, producer ever to have ever written, directed, or produced something. And he intimately, intricately, meticulously knows every detail of this plot and so to us this just looks like a really bad drawing that destiny made but to god this is a whole story this is literally history <laughs> but going from start to finish that's god's responsibility what happens along here 
Our only responsibility is to trust God and keep moving. So let's say that the island owning vision, you know, God's like, yeah, you're going to own an island. Take the next step. Well, God, what's the next step? You got to go back to him and ask. Too often, we don't, I, too often, I don't ask for help. And I know that I am not alone in saying this. But we can't always trust people to help us. Because people have this really interesting way of helping us and then holding it over our heads or helping us on the part way and then asking for what they can get back on, on the backside. Or they help us just to say that they helped us, but they don't actually like care for our well-being. It's a whole laundry list of like why our trust in people helping us is real jaded. I get it. But God's not like man. Not only is he not going to fail you, because what would it benefit him to fail you? So not only is he not going to fail you, but he also wrote the plan. The best way to predict the future is to create it. And God created the future. When he said, let there be, that was over here. He said, let there be. And then there was. Let there be. And then there was. Let there be. And then there was. Every time God said, let there be, there was. And it's not any different in our own lives. The only difference now is we now have to sort through our own thoughts, will, and emotion. We have to sort through that human part of us. Because the human part of us is looking for safety. Human part ain't trying to hear that we about to own an island. Human part is trying to connect the dots of shelter, clothes, belonging. That's what your human part is. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Most basic. Your physiological. Clothes. Shelter. Food. After that, then we talk about some safety. After that, we talk about some belonging. Owning an island is like top of the line. You can't even fathom that if all you're focused on is survival. And that, that is where so many of us have been for so long. We have been caught in the snare of survival mode. We have spent so long just trying to make it day by day that we can't even really grasp the concept that God has more for us. That God actually didn't call us to just be out here existing and trying to survive. He called us to flourish and thrive. He, he told us to have dominion and to subdue the earth, to be fruitful and to multiply. That doesn't speak survival. I want you to think about like an actual like king and his actual children. The heirs to the throne don't have any concern for how they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, and how they're going to sleep. They don't have a concept conceptually about what it is to survive because they already know that those things are taken care of. They don't even attribute mental capacity to worrying about those things because they're already taken care of. That's somebody else's responsibility. Oh, what it must feel like to trust in the king.
to trust and know that it's already taken care of. So in Beast, at one point when this other person gets hurt, this person has a very close relationship with Idris' character. And this hurt person literally has full trust in Idris in such a way that blew my mind. So like there's a part in the movie where this person is like about to start spazzing out because of what's going on. And Idris is just like, chill. I got it. Trust me. And literally, the person's like, okay. I trust you. And that was it. I mean, of course, the next steps of the movie happened. But like, as far as that interaction went, that was it. Idris said, or person was spazzing out. Idris said, hey, relax. I got it trust me boom person was like okay can you imagine what your life would be like if slash when god said hey i know it's chaos and calamity around you but i need you to trust me put your eyes on me and trust me trust me with your whole heart and we just said okay what would your life look like if you fully trusted God, if you had no limitations on your trust in God, what would your life look like? Don't answer me. Answer you. Write it down. Journal it. Because let's say that God comes to you tonight and says, hey, you're going to own an island. This is your bodacious life goal is to own an island. And... He's going to make everything make sense along the journey. This is right here, what we like to call a full circle moment. We are able to experience these full circle moments when we go through the journey. And what's wild to me is how in Beast, there was a full circle moment that was actually used in a very genius way. So like before the shenanigans, they passed by this particular uh, geographical location. And it was noted in everybody's minds that this is a specific geographical location. Fast forward through all the shenanigans. We are returning and come upon this same geographical location. We now have the awareness that, oh, this is significant. And it's that awareness that allows us to tap into that moment. When we sit back and say, wait a minute, I've been here before. This situation may be different, but this same feeling of overwhelm is not. I felt this before. I've been here before. I've been in this situation. I know that the last time I was here, I didn't know what was going on. But this time, I can trust God. When you get that full circle moment, when you get to that place of, I can trust God, it's liberating. Because instead of your mind being consumed by <laughs> rent's due Friday and I don't know how I'm going to pay it, you're like, rent's due on Friday and God's going to do it. Let me get back to doing what he asked me to do. God going to take care of the bills that he made. 
spirit. And if money is a problem, because God dog it with inflation and the price of these groceries, money is a problem for people. But God is the solution. Okay. I had a hard time with this for a second before I started recording. Because I know I'm going to get some backlash on these videos of the people who are stuck in survival mode, who can't fathom wrapping their mind around not having to worry about surviving. If that is you, I need you to get rooted in God's unconditional love for real. Because that is where your answers are. The answers for how you come up out of this pit that you're in. The answers for what the next steps are after this in-between. The answers for how to navigate the rest of this in-between. Because most of us feel as though like we're in this in-between limbo season. And we can clearly, we clearly see the vision of what's next. <laughs> but we're so far away. We're so far away. It's like, God, you gave me the vision and then you left me. Well, no, he didn't. So the plan that God has for us, right? He's equipped us for every step along the journey. When we feel ill-equipped, that's the cue to say, hey, excuse me, daddy God, I don't feel equipped. That's why I said this, asking for help is a struggle, is slash was a struggle for me because I'm in the in-between. It's not as much of a struggle because I'm real quick to say, hey, excuse me, what are we doing? I'm not equipped for this. And the guy is like, oh, but you are. Let me show you how. Or he'll say, I know, chill out, I got it. And it's like, okay, you said you got it, so I'm just going to, I'm a chill. And it literally, the revelations that you get from just sitting TF still, it's wild. <laughs> when you just sit still, and just talk to God. He really wants to hear from you. <sighs> this is going to be a short one. Because I feel like I am, I am rambling. <laughs> but some quick takeaways from this video. One, obviously, I like to talk. You like Donkey and Shrek? I can talk. I love to talk. I'm the talking and starting thing you ever saw. That's me. But takeaways for real. The love of our father, the love of Abba is immeasurable. It's unconditional, literally. It's literally if you were, oh, if you were to be dropped in the middle of the ocean. I know, sounds terrifying. Flow with me here. God's love is so immeasurable. It would, when he wraps you in it, 
It's like being dropped in the middle of the ocean and not being afraid of drowning. I don't know if you had the privilege of talking to somebody who swam in the ocean before. They're generally probably pretty radical people from what I've experienced, but there's such a peace about them when they're swimming in the ocean. And I remember being young at the beach, like there's no way I am ever going to be out there swimming in the middle of the goddamn ocean. You're not gonna get me to do it. That's deep and I'm terrified. And just, there are so many times in life where fear has taken over. But what I am learning is that God changes our circumstances around so that we can stop giving fear the excuse to keep us bound. Okay? For example, afraid of heights. I don't do heights. I don't do roller coasters. For, for the, so for the longest time in my life, I was adamant about not getting on a plane. If I can't drive it, guess I don't need to go. Was how I felt. But then my circumstances shifted. And when my circumstances shifted and I had to get on a plane, I realized it's actually not that bad. The thing that you fear the most actually isn't that bad. Especially when God is leading you through it. When you're following God through it, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can be in the middle of a fiery furnace. You can be trapped in the belly of a whale. You can be standing between an army and an ocean. There are, are countless stories in the Bible that point us in the direction of what to do next. And so if we're bound to fear, then the next step is to ask God to help us. So Father's love, immeasurable, unconditional, you need it in your life. Second takeaway, God's love casts out all fear. All of it, every bit of it. And when you don't feel like you have enough of God's love to cancel out that fear, guess what the next step is? Sit your butt down and get some more of God's love. Talking to me, not talking to you. I'm talking to myself. Because like, as you travel the journey on this island owning vision, things get a little hard. You get to this, this low point and it's like, wait a minute. This is so far from what you told me. You can't be real. You can't be true. You don't love me. Ah. Even here, God's love still prevails. Even here. It's a matter of us going to God even here. And saying, Woo though they slay me, yet will I trust you. All right. I'm walking through this valley. 
and the shadow of death is everywhere. But I'm not going to fear because your rod and your staff going to comfort me till I get to where you told me I'm going to be. And when we have this ugly visual in mind of the vision being the victory, it perspectivizes the pain that we got to go through. Because it's like, all right, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me because I have this vision. I know this is where the Lord told me I need to be. I'm going to be here. So that must mean that everything that is happening is preparing me to get here. But if it doesn't feel good, I need to say, Daddy, ow, this hurts. But most of the time, we don't want to do that. Because it's much easier to say, dang, this sucks. Let me fix it. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. And God is like, no, I don't need you to try to fix it. Because if you try to fix it, you're going to put yourself in more danger than you probably need to be. There's a point in the Beast movie where somebody tries to be a hero. And granted, it does work out. However, they didn't have to do that. And so there's this real weird space where like, there are times where God actually does want us to do some work. But we don't know that unless we ask him. So again, going back to God, God's not going to let us fail. It's literally against everything he stands for because his ultimate aim is to get glory. You failing doesn't bring God glory, okay? Now, you figuring out how not to do it and then changing your life around gives God glory. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. Because it's time for you to turn your life around. It's time for you to stop making excuses. It's time for you to come out of hiding. It is time for you to stop allowing fear to cripple you. It's time for you to stop allowing shame to keep you bound. It's time for you to stop allowing the guilt of your past to convince you that you don't deserve the manifested glory of God. Because you do. You deserve it not because of anything that you've done, but simply because of who your father is. Because your father is who he is and he loves you the way he loves you. You're literally like heir to the kingdom of God. There's no good thing that he's going to withhold from us. He said so in his word. And his word can't return to him void. So, the challenge that we are now faced with is now that we have this awareness, what do we do with it? Where do we go in this in-between? where we aren't still who we were, but I'm not quite who God designed me to become yet. What do we do with this in-between? I'll tell you one thing, get rooted. No, for real, it's a great book. I mean, still in progress at this current junction. And this is the accountability that I need to make sure that it gets done. So like, listen, literally, okay, transparent moment here. I am full out talking to myself right now. But I have an awareness that I'm not the only person who needs to hear these words. So here you go. Destiny is quite literally battling through fear 
on some of the next steps that God has told her that she's taking. Because procrastination, it's not a real thing. Procrastination is fear wrapped in entitlement. And the thing about God is his grace is sufficient for his pace. And when we fall into the trap of procrastination, we aren't keeping up with God's pace. And so that's where some of those issues and sticky situations start happening because it's like, oh, I might have missed the mark on that one because I was too slow or I was trying to outrun God. Hence why we're on take number three on this whole podcast life. But yeah, I guess that would be our third takeaway. So we got Father's Love, super powerful. Father's love, best, best, that's not even a word, banishes all fear. And the Father's grace is sufficient for his pace. And how do you find out what God's pace is? Ask him. Read his word. Talk to him. I don't know. Easier said than done. You got a job. You got a man. You got kids. You're trying to be like a social butterfly. We're trying to do a lot. I get it. Believe me. I get it. So start out with five minutes. Give God five minutes out of the 24 hours that he's given you. And watch what happens. Whew. I'm done. I'm getting out of here. Remember that you have purpose. Remember that you absolutely matter to God. And remember that the choice to be a planet shaker is always yours. I love you to wholeness and I mean it.